That's a good definition. <laughs> Hold it upside down. I don't know how we're going to fit all this in, but we're, let's go for it. You're listening to Decaf, a weekly podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. Taylor here, joined by the boss man, the one and only, Justin Is this Owen. my like, second time this or third second time? second or third time. Yeah. Justin and I have been scheming for a while about what we wanted to talk about the next time we got to host together. Um, you may notice that we're in competing attire, and that will bring us to our first segment if you're ready to rate or roll. Well, I'm not excited about talking about UT football, but let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so this week starts college football officially. Um, the t- the Crimson Tide will roll on Saturday. UT will do something on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel like I look like where's no, Waldo, it, it, but I've been really these are to easiest. Wear this. These are our easiest games. You know, the first few games we're not playing conference. I'm well, like nervous for you that you've said these are the easiest games because like what if you lose these games? Oh, it's very possible. I'm like so savage toward UT. It's what I get for moving here. I've moved out of the land of crimson and into like the poppy orange color, and I have to, I got way more savage. There's nothing better than the checkerboard. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, well, you say that. I say there's nothing better than Nick Saban. I don't know if you saw online, but Nick Saban was doing a press conference and he had this whole spiel about second chances and the whole prison reform criminal justice reform community was tweeting about it and saying does this mean i have to like nick saban now so i think i'm gonna have way more allies at our next criminal justice reform gathering it's not surprising though because he's just wanting redemption for all his former players that go on to prison right so you know it's sort of the it's ending that revolving door for (laughs) alabama football so bad so (laughs) bad okay talking about another ending that happened was uh andrew luck this week yeah crazy i was really sad that his own fans booed him well, I mean, that was sad. It is, but you I know, they were. Little, I get it. Their but. hopes were resting on his ability to step in and be the next Peyton for I them. Know. I mean, he, he's not going to do he's that anymore. He's definitely not going to do that. And now the Titans can break even and still win the South. <laughs> so. Roll Tide, Roll Titans. It just makes me sad because you think about it. I mean, he's like, what, a year older than me, and he's got this entire stadium booing him. Even in college sports, when someone, when, uh, someone messes up on the field, I mean, these are college kids. They're like 19 year old kids, and the whole stadium him boos them i just hate booing your own team what's his salary for that. what was his salary again i think he'll be okay <laughs> i think he'll have enough retail therapy he can to go get. to be the, he can build by himself a desert island to where no one is even <laughs> on the island to boo him so okay i get that i don't I get feel that. too bad for but him college sports though you gotta i mean we gotta go there like when people boo college athletes if if someone throws an interception and their own team boos them i'm just not for that I mean, I mean, I'm not like I a coddler, but I'm just not. I'm not for booing. You do kind of sound like a, you know, one of the. It's a millennial thing. It's everybody <laughs> okay. participation trophy. Okay, not a participation trophy. Just being kind to your own team. <laughs> Come on. But this is the season that I wait for all year. People are getting really annoyed with me on social media because I've been counting down the days with different Alabama players' numbers until days. So we got three days until college yeah. football. Three. Trent Richardson, my boy. Um, what what's your what do you think Tennessee is going to come out of the season looking like? Well, I think it's six and a half is the over under. I'm going to just quit being optimistic and go for the under. So I'm not going to really <laughs> so bad put much on the line for that. So that I'm look if we win seven games, I'm going to be very excited. Be very if excited. we go to a bowl game, it's like a national championship. All right, well it'll be the closest thing we get to one. <laughs> there, for a while. there you have it. There you have it. Um, we got buzz. So moving twice. on to, oh, twice. Moving on to the next one. Um, speaking of people getting all hyped up. On Twitter, I am so annoyed. Not that Soul Cycle's CEO hosted a fundraiser for Donald Trump, but that everyone's saying boycott Soul Cycle because of what the, C- the the fact that the CEO supports Donald Trump. Like, 
I assume SoulCycle is one of these. It's one of the cycling studios the millennials go to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kara does it too, so you can't make fun of me. Okay. Um, I make fun of her. Yeah, right. Good. Um, I just, I'm kind of over um, people freaking out and boycotting companies just because someone in their company donates to a candidate they don't like. If I boycotted every company that had a CEO or a higher official that donated to a liberal cause, I wouldn't own anything. That's true. I mean, because most CEOs are progressive and liberal and and have an agenda. And there's this notion that companies should is part of the problem as well. I don't get it. They should fight battles for justice when in reality they should just provide good jobs (laughs) and provide a product that people want. And as a result, the byproduct is a freer, more prosperous society, and then we don't have to have all of these exactly. These battles. I don't understand. It was, um, it was one thing, you know, when when Taylor Swift started, people started calling Taylor Swift out for not taking political stands, and so then she did. And everyone's getting mad if people don't speak out, but then yeah. when people speak out and they say something that people don't like, and they boycott them, I just wish we could go back to like the whole your vote is your vote and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to and political giving is free speech and you have the right to do that well there's such a double standard political giving is free speech if you agree with me and that's kind of the the tactic of the left rather than we can we can agree to disagree Mm -hmm. and i'm still going to buy your product if i like it and i'm not if i don't no i don't care what your politics are right i remember um year a few years ago these apps started coming out where you could look up a company and look at where they stand on social issues Mm -hmm. and now you can look at where they stand where where someone has spoken out and you get negative points i've noticed on these apps if you don't speak out if you don't come out in favor of something you get points taken away i would almost rather all of these folks just keep their opinions to themselves than like ostracize those of us who don't agree with them well especially musicians which we will talk about music here shortly but it's so sad i want to go pay to go to your concert to listen to your music not your political rant yes i was at a music festival in birmingham last summer and this guy gets on the stage in birmingham alabama and starts ranting against trump and it was crickets <laughs> and i was like this guy obviously doesn't does know, not his know, audience. His <laughs> he doesn't right. know what he's doing i just wish that it didn't have to be um a situation if you missed that soul cycle ceo through a political fundraiser for Trump. Everybody's boycotting SoulCycle. It's turned into this whole thing of MSNBC reporting on um, know who your CEOs are giving to so that you can boycott companies that you don't agree with their people. And I just think it's, I think we've gone too far. I think we're at the point of no return as far as sanity in the United States. Let's give up. Yeah, I'll leave it on that. So the We next, need a new building. We need a new building. Your mark is failing. Um, okay, so the next thing I want to talk about, this is kind of Justin's thing. Um, we talked about in Gatlinburg a couple weeks ago and Mark and I were in Gatlinburg about how Beacon's going to start going more local. We're going to start really focusing, and it doesn't mean that we're abandoning state issues by any means. We have focused on statewide issues for a very long time, but we've seen over and over that cities are, if you read Mark's blog post last week, kind of becoming more blue. Like the bigger cities are leaning more li- toward liberal ideologies, and people in the cities are saying, Can Beacon please step in? And yeah. we are answering that call. Yeah, we have had a lot of people ask us about it, and it's when you think about it, for example, we fought to cut taxes across the board mm-hmm. in our state. We've cut about half a billion dollars a year in taxes. Yeah. But now that we've returned that back to the pockets of taxpayers, local governments are just taking it right back out of their pockets yeah. by raising property taxes and things like that. And so we, we realize that if we're going to sustain that prosperity that we have as a state, we've got to focus on local issues mm-hmm. too. So like you said, we're not going anywhere. No. Our bread and butter is still at the state level. And sometimes we'll have to preempt local governments when they, act, when they step out of line at the state legislature. But we want to also be proactive and give them good policy solutions and ideas mm-hmm. and 
go on the offensive at the local level too because those are the same people that we've helped at the right. state level now they're getting you know they're, they're getting pressured in all different directions from taxes to regulation trying to start a business and all that at the city and county level and they just and we don't need have to do resources something about it. like we can give them. that's right we're, we're the only ones so um it's going to take you know some additional resources to make all this happen one is going to take a lot of people on the ground telling us what's going on in yep. their city that's kind of from an outreach perspective where i'm coming from i love to hear from people saying hey in knoxville this is happening or in chattanooga this is happening but from our other perspective we really want to grow our capacity i think I yeah mean, so i mean we need additional resources to do mm-hmm. this effectively to provide more policy solutions to sue local governments when they step that's out of line and thing. to preempt them in the legislature <laughs> when we have to so so if it is something that you're concerned about as a taxpayer of Tennessee, go onto our website, <laughs> yeah. make a donation, and put in the notes that you want this to go to our local efforts. And It'll we'll be do put just to that. really good use. I mean, one of one of the things someone actually asked me on the phone today, what made you want to go to Beacon? I was naming all of these things, and I said, and I just really love suing local governments. That's like fun. when they when they are stomping on your rights, especially property rights. That's been a big thing. Um, if you're interested in property rights, email me. But um, property rights has been something thing that people in cities across the state have come to us and said please help well no one is going to their defense no until now until now coming coming to the rescue that's right. i feel like we shot like a movie trailer or something <laughs> like coming coming to your rescue but um again if you haven't read mark's blog post the other day he was talking about how nashville and soon probably followed by other cities are going to start looking more like Chicago and San Francisco and that's not what we want. We're twice the debt as the entire state of Tennessee. That's insane. Yeah, that's disgusting. Mark is trying to ring the bell and he's not doing a good job. But, okay, that's going to bring us to our last segment. This is the one that Justin and I have really been scheming about. So if you've been listening to our podcast and videos for any amount of time, you know that Mark has terrible taste in music. (laughs) Um, Does he have any taste other than Nickelback? I literally think he just listened I have great taste in music, That's right. and we have been talking about it for a long time, how we wanted to have a chance to talk about music. So first, I'll start by plugging our po- our playlist that we made. In case we don't get to everything, Justin and I each made Spotify playlists. Well, you made jams, me right. a Spotify playlist Justin's from my <laughs> iTunes playlist. Apparently, that's Justin's what not, the kids do these days. Yeah, he's not good at things like that. So I had to come <laughs> to the rescue, millennial to the rescue. But we have playlists that we're going to link in our email. We're going to link them on social media so you can listen to what we've been listening to. But the question that we posed on social media this week was, what are the top five bands that you would go back in time to see during their heyday if they still exist or if they don't exist anymore what are the top five bands that you would see i feel like yours are better than mine so i want to get mine out of the way go for it um and i'm gonna get made fun of and it's just gonna have to happen so blink 182 is obviously my first one i love blink 182 i listened to them in high school well i went to their a concert lot. a couple weeks ago That's but awesome. i would go back to 2002 and go on that. one of their bigger tours okay um beatles i have several of their live albums on vinyl um, Earth, Wind, and Fire was raised a disco disco kid. These two you're going to make fun of. Um, One Direction. Okay, just let me have this. I would die to see One Direction. That was the boy band of my generation. Just let it happen. And then this is a this is a double, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I was a little girl, my parents went to see Elton John and Billy Joel on tour together, and really? I would give anything to go to that tour. That's cool. I like that. One. So those I are like my all of tours. those, but One Direction. Just let me have this one. In fact, one of mine is the my first would be the Beatles. I mean, yes. the Beatles. pioneered music and without them it would be very different to this Uh, day and despite the fact that john's a commie i still love the beatles and imagine is one of my favorite songs despite the lyrics people 
based on their political that's, beliefs. That's right. They do something we have to be fair. Give them their voice. Circle. <laughs> so right, others of mine, okay. Led Zeppelin. Okay. I mean, one of the best bands Very of all time. Mm-hmm. Would love to go back and see them. CCR actually is. Doesn't th- surprise me. I, I love CCR. It's very your and taste. I wish you know you could still see John, but it's not the same as seeing the entire band. So that'd be cool to go back and see. I would also love to see Pink Floyd when yes. the, like they were the first to really do lighting well. Now it's oh, sort of yeah. a foregone it's conclusion like that lights are part of the the act. Mm-hmm. They with the laser light show, they just really pioneered that and were at the did, front lines yeah. of it. So that would be pretty cool. And then Grateful Dead. I actually got to see the Dead at the second. I went to the second Bonnaroo ever, which tells you how old I was when I was in college, and got to oh see the Dead play briefly, uh, but never not with obviously with with That's that was without Jerry all. Garcia. So back in their heyday when they were yeah. in their prime would have been really cool. So I'm a hippie when it comes to music. Yes. is pretty much what that boils down to. I tend to be more of a, a punk rocker, but I have very True. very diverse music. Taste. Well, as you'll see from our our, our playlist, playlist, both are similar but similar, very diverse. But very diverse. Mark is trying to ring the bell to cut yeah. us I, off. I broke the bell on purpose so I love that we that. Have so that we can keep one. talking about music. I am going to say one more thing before we go on the music front. Justin texted me this weekend and said that one of the things he would love to do is do the soundtrack for a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's my dream job. That's, that's his dream job. So if anyone out there has any connections, check out his playlist. I promise it's good. Send his resume to Tarantino, and maybe we'll get you a big break <laughs> off of this show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.